0: This is the Craft Equity Collective. Our mission is to create reformative action to flourish together. Today's episode is hosted by me, Amanda Wright. And as usual, we may discuss uncomfortable truths within the craft industry. This may include harassment, violence, discrimination, or retaliation. Please listen with caution. Today, our guest is Paulina Oliveras, a market manager of Drake's Brewing, the former chapter leader of the Pink Boots Sacramento chapter, cancer survivor and one of the Sacramento's most enthusiastic craft beer supporters I have ever met. Always ready to create a costume and come out to celebrate for any event you may have. So welcome on in, Paulina. Let's start with what are we sipping on today?
1: Um, You brought this over. Uh, Oakland United Beer Works, Sunday Night Mambo, West Coast IPA.
0: I'm not going to lie. This is my very first time having um, this brewery and I'm quite delighted. I'm on into it. it. Yeah, I like I wasn't,
1: it. I was like, it's West Coast IPA. How do you go wrong? I'm, I you mean, can go wrong. you can, go, you can wrong, go wrong, but you know what?
0: They freaking nailed it. So good job to them. Um, so let's go ahead and go straight into this then. Can you tell us a little bit of how you got started into the beer industry? Was there like a moment where you had a certain beer? Were you in a certain environment that really sparked that interest that wanted you to just dive right
1: on in? Yeah. um, I think like shortly after turning 21 is kind of around the time Sacramento was having like the craft beer boom where brews were starting to open, starting to get interested in that. Um, I started going to Total Wine, making my own little six packs. Uh, and then they were like hiring part-time and I was like, Mm -hmm. cool, I can, you know, get beer discounts and learn stuff. The more I started working at Total Wine, even though it's mostly wine, um, I realized how much I really love learning about beer and talking to people about beer. And so anytime we had like a beer class or anything that would like teach me more, I just jumped for it. So, you know, they paid for the first level Cicerone. Um, I eventually was teaching beer classes, uh, but then I realized like, I don't want to work in retail much longer. <laughs> and uh, I started trying to apply to breweries, but I never really had the quite like experience because I didn't work in a taproom. I was right. from the retail side, which you can translate those, you know, customer service is customer service. Right. I can learn all these things, but also I'm, I'm a dainty little lady. So oh I goodness. didn't, you know, get very mm-hmm. far in a lot of interviews. <laughs> um, and then some offers that I did get. We're almost insulting, like, the pay, but that's what we know from the period right. Um, So during COVID times, I got recruited by a liquor distributor, and I was like, you know what? I'll work from home. I don't want to be on my feet all day. I right. had just uh, gotten surgery on my ankle. Like, it was a whole work comp. It, it was a mess. And then the Drake's opportunity presented itself, and it was, like, perfect. Um, it was a former uh, – she used to come into – total wine a lot she worked for a cider company so she was a friend she kind of kept in touch and she said hey my spot's opening do you think you'd want to apply I think you'd be good for it I was like absolutely and I lived like five minutes from the barn and like drove down there for an interview like the next day Perfect, my yeah um so worked out been with them uh just a little over two years now I'm on a bit of a hiatus due to a disability from a surgery um but they are a great brewery and I love them that's awesome. And I don't really
0: think I would call you like a dainty little lady. <laughs> like you are a titan of one of our, you know, of our industry, honestly. <laughs> I would like a little flower. Um, no, 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 no. Uh, no, I love when we were talking about just how many different areas of beer that you've gone into. Um, I think I was surprised because I've always known that, you know, you're in Drake's and, and you're in marketing. And um, so it was interesting to see how you got into it. What was your favorite part of your career so far?
1: Um, I mean, definitely being part of the Drake's team has been my favorite. I did thoroughly enjoy because I did some part-time beer gigs while at Total Wine, which is insane that I was working full time and then do I what well, I that's how much I wanted it. I was like, you know what, I can do a part-time job with Firestone Walker and do events. Yeah. Which it was on the weekends. So that kind of when you work in retail, you don't want really to get weekends. That's off, how you so know kind of, it's
0: like an actual passion. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, but I just I had fun just being out there and engaging with people and like representing a company that I like because also that's a big thing for me. Like, as much as I wanted to work for a brewery and you, it wanted I wanted it to be one that like I cared about. Yeah. Um, because that that matters to me. I don't want to sell beer just to sell beer. I was like, I actually want to believe in this brand right. and like actually love the beer that I'm selling.
0: That's awesome. Well, I personally love Drake's. I think that they do great work. Um, I love all of their DEI that they've been a part of. And hopefully one day we'll meet that that head brewer. Um, but it sounds like you have a lot of customer service. So I bet you have loads of stories to share. Oh, yeah. um, so, so can you please tell me a little bit of your most outrageous questions or experiences? I love when you mention like... I was a dainty little woman, so they <laughs> treated me differently. I feel like that happens all the time. Oh, yeah. So I'm sure that you have just pockets full.
1: Um, I mean, a recurring thing that would happen, Um, if you've ever been told a line, the employees all have the little headphones and they mm-hmm. talk to each other. Um, So I'd be in the beer aisle because I usually was in charge of it or was the most knowledgeable. And someone would ask me a question. it'd be something as simple as like, do you guys have yinglings? Which I'm like, no, they don't distribute it to California. You know, simple answer. Right. I know exactly what you're talking about. I didn't have to, like, look it up for you. Right. And I acknowledged. I know what the beer is. I know that it doesn't come here. A few minutes later, hey, uh, Paulina, can you come up? And I'm like, okay. And I go over to the beer aisle. Same person. Just asked the next guy that he saw. The guy yeah. didn't even know what the beer was. So then I had to come back. and like, no, yeah, we still don't have it. Like, Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, what part of me knowing exactly what you're talking well, about. Well, cuz sometimes it needs like to know. be, you know, a gentleman to tell yeah. cuz you know, they would know. And they didn't. Um <laughs> or like I've had multiple men say like, "Oh yeah, I don't cuz the beers were separated by like ales and lagers for singles." I'm mm-hmm. like, "Oh, well, what are you looking for?" And they're like, mm-hmm. well, I don't like ales. I mostly just drink IPAs." Okay. I, all, all right. Like, huh? <laughs> so I see where you are. Um you're at. and then with teaching the beer classes, I had I always liked taking usually a cashier, but like any of the younger women that joined the team, like you're going to learn about beer, you're going to like it, yeah. <laughs> um, and so I'd have them help me with the beer classes. And I had one guy, like, this guy, he's probably like in his fifties, and he's like, "Oh, I can't believe they had two girls teaching the beer class. I'm like, you had two women."
0: Yeah, yeah. you're welcome.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so
0: when you were doing those classes, um, what kinds of things were you going into, and does that kind of like the 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 idea of teaching it was that what kind of led you into the chapter of you know pink boots and being a leader there. Um, I do remember when you were, you know a chapter leader and I feel like we had a lot more education that was happening at that time. Um, and so how did how did that marriage? like when were you like, oh, I want to just teach other professionals because I feel like that's a little uh, like big. You know, Um, I know that personally, I know that I'm a brewer, but sometimes for me to go teach other brewers makes me a little nervous. So as a newbie, were you ever like,
1: I think for me, it kind of reinforced like, okay, I know what I'm talking about. Okay. Because I think we all kind of battle with that imposter syndrome of like, maybe I don't really know as much as I think I do. Or, you know, sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, I know that for sure. Like, don't, don't question me. I know this a thousand percent. Other times I'm like, you know what? I'm not really sure, and I and I can say that I'm not gonna like pretend, right? Um, but I think the thing with education, especially with beer, with uh, not a lot of women are necessarily going for it or realize that they they can't. Like I didn't realize like you could have a full on big girl job in beer and right. make a living off of it. Um, once I did, I was like, I want to do that. There's more but than think, just the tap room. Yeah, I like kind of just giving back. So like. Whatever I learn, I want to share with someone else. And I think that's why, like, for me, beer – like, you were telling me earlier that you don't drink a lot of beer at home. I don't either because my boyfriend doesn't drink. Mm -hmm. It's very social for me. Yeah. Like, I'll try something. Like, you should try this. This is so good. And, you know, just – I just want to share it. Um, like I, I was helping everyone at Total Wine with the Cicerone exam. That's (laughs) awesome. I was like, yeah, I know you didn't study. I'll I'll sit in here with you. We can,
0: (laughs) we can do this. (laughs) That's awesome. You can use my flashcards.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, um, I don't know. That was a big part for me. And then once I realized I could join Pink Boots because the verbiage was a little unclear. It seemed like initially for me, at least the way I understood he had to work at a brewery and I wasn't there, um, I think I had ended up messaging them on, like, social media. I'm like, hey, we're a Total Wine. Do, do I qualify? They're like, yeah. And so I jumped in. My first meeting was, like, a Charlie Bamforth talk, mm-hmm. which he's, he's so fantastic. much fun. Yeah. yeah, he's great. I was like, this is perfect. This is exactly what I want to do. Then it was, like, elections. I'm like, yeah, I want to join. And so I became part of the uh, leadership team as the marketing chair. So I was running social media for two years. And then okay. um, elections happened again, the chapter leader. And I was like, um, okay. Okay. <laughs> Sure. And why not? <laughs> you got the time. Uh, no one else ran against <laughs> you. Got me. the time. You just you have two full
0: time jobs, but yeah, just yeah, be the it's leader. Fine. It's fine. It's not an issue. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, what do you think is um your favorite thing about Pink Boots? Um. You know, obviously the education. Um. How do you think that Pink Boots should be progressing? Um. I know that we've discussed. Uh. Kind of feeling like a like a stagnance at the moment because we're so busy and I feel like maybe that might be the beer industry like as a whole being a little stagnant at the moment so how do we
1: shake it up how do we shake up pink boots what are your ideas yeah Um, I know in our chapter we've had these discussions just like how do we get people more involved because it's been a struggle getting people to come to meetings and like what what do they want to see and so we've been trying to come up with different things like different types of more experiential rather than like a talk mm-hmm. and now that pink boots has opened up to more than just beer it's right for all fermentables um you know can we do a distillery tour last year we did this really awesome um a tour of midtown spirits and they were such gracious hosts they like set up all these different gin botanicals and we like made our own little gin blends that's awesome and they they have a very small space but they like let us walk all through it they like they were so great. It was so much fun. They were like, that was a last minute thing we thought of. I'm like, that's exactly what we want to do. No, so we that's, want people yeah. going to like a
0: winery and creating your own blend or something yeah, like that. Or they want to do
1: a collab with us. That so we awesome. might potentially have like a Pink Boots whiskey. That's um, incredible. And I we think have that's been our first. About, yeah, we've been talking about um, one of the collaboration beers uh, using that. And mm-hmm. then so it's like a collab beer mm-hmm. turned into a collab whiskey, which would be like amazing. And just like barrel age it. Yeah. I'm I'm not sure. We're still working on it. Um, There's some talks, but like, I I just want to get people talking about it and interested. Um, But you did ask like my favorite parts, uh, definitely the encouragement and the empowerment. Like, I feel like there's always someone I can go to if I'm like struggling with something, whether it's like work or just industry in general, you know, feeling the burnout, struggling with like a particular account and like, hey, how do you deal with this guy? Yeah. Or like, what did you do to get your beer in here? Because this is not working for me. Like, what do I need to do? Um, I feel like there's just people rooting for me that I don't even know. Yeah. Which, I mean, I'm on the other side of that too. Like, I, <laughs> I'm like the biggest cheerleader for like all like women, minorities in beer. Like pretty much... Most of my Instagram, like I'm always sharing like all these events that I can't even go to. Right, <laughs> just be like, I want people to know this is happening. I thought you're going to the mall. I was like, man, this girl is freaking <laughs> yeah, busy. My, my is like, aren't you going to this thing and this thing? I'm like, no, I just want everyone to know that it's happening. Well, that's <laughs> not awesome. that everyone sees my Instagram, but like, someone's gonna see it. I've had people like, oh, you post this event and I went and it was really fun. Like, cool, yeah, awesome.
0: <laughs> and I think that's a that's a great part about craft is just that that um, that support. Yeah. And you're right, There was I remember just being kind of like tired and burnt out and not really knowing what I was doing. And I remember when I first got to Pink Boots and, and that imposter syndrome, when you first go into the industry, it's is pretty hard. You, know, you never feel like you actually know what the words coming out of your mouth is, which is a strange feeling or if it's correct. But I remember walking into, um, I think my first experience with Pink Boots was uh, Flatlands a few years back. I might've been at that one. And you were, you, you were, (laughs) I was, you were so bubbly and I was like, I'm sticking to her. Um, I know I went with Bia, um, and it was more of like a social, Mm -hmm. but once people found out one, I was new Two, I was new and starting to like seller work brew. The amount of support from people that I have never even met. Yeah. Was just, I think it keeps me going. Yeah. You know, and, and it's really cool. Um, So with education, I know that you had to take a little bit of a break because of your health. Um, I'm very happy that you're in your cancer-free era. I am so happy that you're doing better. And I love watching you just slowly get better and better and better. And I can't wait for you to come back. But you've been so honest about that part of your life. Um, Can you tell me a little bit about that journey? What did that do for your beer world what does that do for your career and and your morale and and how does that support of the people that you know from pink boots and from the industry giving you love back to make sure that you get through it
1: yeah it's it's been a long five years for me um so 2018 uh, in march i was diagnosed with thyroid cancer and it was all very sudden um i didn't even i knew what a thyroid was to some extent but i had no idea like what it did or you know uh so now i'm on medication the rest of my life um, I had surgery two weeks after my diagnosis, um, and then I do radiation. At the time, I was still at Total Wine, and I didn't have a ton of PTO. We didn't – you know, benefits were right. not super great. Mm-hmm. Pay wasn't super great. So I worked through – I went to work the day after I was told I had cancer. How like, do you I, do that? I don't know. I am – I'm, I'm – <laughs> To this day, I'm like, what is wrong with me? I would be in, like, aisle three just crying. I, I only had one moment where I, the first time I had to say it out loud where some because people knew I had the appointments. And, like, right. my boss kept joking, like, oh, we're going to do a walk. We're going to get wristbands. Like, just silly. And so I had texted him. I was like, hey, start planning that walk. I have surgery in two weeks. And he, like, called me immediately. And, like, oh, he brought gosh. me flowers when I came to work the next day. And then – um, I had told someone else, and he's like, oh, how did your appointment go yesterday? And I guess – I just assumed, like, everyone would have found out or something, and I, like, had to say it. And I, like, it just I, – I had to, like, run to the break room real quick, like, pat myself down, and, like, all right, we're, we're back. Yeah, <laughs> um, I don't think I really gave myself a chance to process it. Um, I think you don't know what you don't know, right? So you yeah. never – have, You've never had to say that sentence before then. I didn't know what that meant for me. And like the doctor almost made it seem like it wasn't a big deal. Like I've, I've been told by multiple medical professionals, like if I had to choose a cancer, I'd choose thyroid cancer. I'm like, but you didn't and you don't. Like you still have a thyroid. You're yeah, on medication the rest of your life. Yeah, you, it's still a cancer
0: that you're battling. I think that's a yeah. little, you know, slightly <laughs> disrespectful.
1: Um, at the very least. Uh, and then that same year, got appendicitis. Oh so, God. I had two surgeries and radiation that year. Um, then the next year, I hurt my ankle at work and I followed the rules. So, I went through work comp. They took six months to approve surgery because that's the rules. So, I finally got surgery. My back started hurting uh, because when you're in a walking boot for 10 hours yeah. a day, uh, it messes up your SI joint and your lumbar spine. So, I just had surgery on that this March. Oh and so, God. that's been taking long to recover. Um, so, my body <laughs> is just like, girl, mm-hmm. you need a break. And I'm not listening. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't. Better. I don't
0: doubt that you're not listening. Um, I know that you've talked about kind of going a little stir crazy in the house. Yeah. Uh, so with that said, once you are healed, moving around, Pauline is back with a revenge. What's
1: your first thing that you're gonna do? Uh, I want to get back to work so bad. Yeah. I'm like, I need things to do. I mean, obviously money, but like, I just miss being out in the world and yeah. like, there's so much happening right now. Um, there is a stagnation in like craft beer but like right now there's like all kinds of accounts opening closing mm-hmm. so many new things and like I feel so out of the loop yeah um and I just want to see people I haven't seen in a long time and you know find out what's new like with our brewery what's going on what what the new plans are I've just been like very out of the loop and like have I you been able to go and see them no, and go no I did house go or anything? to um, we did have a few months ago, it was like an employee appreciation day, it was mandatory fun day. <laughs> right. Um, and since it was at the barn, it's like down the street. Yeah. So I got to hang out for a little bit, see my boss and everybody. Um, and at that point I still wasn't like, they're like, so when are you coming back? I'm like, I don't know. Like my back is still, I don't know what's going on and I keep getting passed around to doctors and nobody's really giving me answers or like, I think they're not looking at the whole picture. Yeah. Um, because with sales, like, you have to get in and out of a car. You have to walk around. You You're have driving to...
0: around for hours. Yeah.
1: So I can't do all that right now, which sucks because, like, just in life, I want to do all the things, and I can't do the things. It's frustrating. Um, so, I mean, like, during this time with recovering from my surgery, I found out that I, I my cancer is no longer detectable, and I had this moment of just, like, I should be happy and I should be excited and I didn't like it never hit me right and I think part of it also was like this doesn't change my life like I'm still on medication the rest of my life I'm still going to check my levels all the time because for whatever reason it keeps fluctuating I keep changing my dosage like at the end of the day like it still could come back it's still like I don't know like I never had that like
0: Never like that a relief. sigh of relief or... It never
1: happened. And I mean, I'm still talking to my therapist about it, but <laughs> I feel like other people are so much more excited and I always thought I would be. I always thought like it'd be this big moment that the doctor would tell me. It was through a message. And balloons come out mm-hmm. and like, you know, the parade yeah. starts. like a lot of people go through chemo they get to ring the bell. Mm-hmm. The thyroid cancer treatment's different and I didn't have that. And I waited so many years and it finally happened. I wish you told me that sooner. I would have brought a fucking it's bell. Like- <laughs> 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 like oh. a cowbell.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, but so... So with that said of course we can get sick at any time yeah. but somebody who is a survivor especially multiple times you know um and that always constant fear of it might come back yeah Um, or something else might happen, you know, it's kind of like when you get ill, it's like opening a can of worms and one thing just keeps happening after another, you know, your ankle and your back and then, you know, and all of that good stuff. And I know I've personally talked on this podcast, um, a few times with the discussion of a lack of benefits that are associated with our beer industry. Um, so can you tell us, I know that Drake is, Awesome, Drake's is uh, yeah. very great as far as making sure that they're providing, and um, not only for like what employees should be getting in the state of California, but I feel like they do go beyond compared to most yeah. in our industry. Um, but can you tell us how navigating cancer um, while working, and then what do you think like what support is needed in the future?
1: Yeah, it's it's so much more than just the treatment. I feel like if there is a resource out there, I don't know about it, it, but, like, there should be free therapy for anybody going through cancer treatment. Like, yeah, even just processing the diagnosis in itself is, like, a struggle. And I think that's why I started talking about it so much and being so open about it because that helped me process it and really, like, what does this mean for me? Mm-hmm. But then I realized talking about it also helped other people. Yeah. Because since then, I've had so many people come to me. My my coworker, my sister, my friend, my cousin just diagnosed. Can they talk to you? I'm like, give them my number. Like, I want to be the person that I didn't have. That's really awesome. Like, I've spent two hours on a phone call with someone who she just found out, and she wasn't sure she wanted to go through with radiation. And I just like, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but this is why I chose to do it, and like, it worked out best for me. But like, that's your choice. Um, but yeah, it's it's insane. The, like, lack of access for mental health. Like, yeah. physical health is is very important, but it affects your mental health so much, and it should go hand in hand. Oh, yeah. And it's just, it's so hard. Uh, even if you have, like, medical insurance, it might not cover, mm-hmm. or your co-pays might be insane. Um, But it's just, I don't know how we change that, or if
0: there's a way, but... I think that, like, when it comes to businesses, um, hearing, you know, well, we can't really provide that right now. I'm sorry, but it's a complete load of bullshit. Yeah. Like, if this is important to you as a business owner, I believe that you should build that in the business model. Yeah. When you're doing your finances, your employee's insurance is automatically calculated into that. No questions asked. And it's not, like, the very bare minimum. It should be moderate to high level. I mean, here in the brew world, I know that you're in marketing, um, but being in sales too, you're moving around a lot. You're getting in and out of cars. You're in a car, which is dangerous yeah. on its own. Something can happen then. So things happen frequently. I, I, you know, and and workman's comp is probably extremely expensive for them. So how about yeah. you just give us fucking insurance, <laughs> <laughs> and then that way
1: we can go to our own doctors.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. But even just. Like I shouldn't have to tell you that like your employees are humans who yeah. have lives outside of work. Absolutely. And you never know what they're going through. You can see them every day and think they're fine. You have no idea if they have a chronic illness unless yeah. they tell you or you happen to notice something, but there's so many invisible illnesses that like you wouldn't know if they have ADHD or if they have diabetes or yeah. but there's so many things that that could be happening in their lives, that medications that like mess with all kinds of parts of their bodies, Um, just having compassion and patience and treating your employees like they're humans (laughs) um, should be like more than the bare minimum. But like I had this experience um, last year with my boss. Um, We, I had changed insurance, like switching to Drake's and Mm -hmm. I had a new endocrinologist and he looked through my previous scans. He's like, Hey, you had some like uptake in your liver That's not really normal Did they say anything about that. And I was like, no. And he's like, well, it could be nothing, but I don't want us to find out a year from now that, like, something's growing. Yeah. Do you want to go through with the scan? Which is a whole process of, like, a two-week diet of no dairy, no sea salt or iodized salt, which is, like, in almost everything. And it's hard to decipher. And It's a whole thing. And then he's like, there's a chance you might have to do radiation right after. We scheduled an appointment. Oh, So it's, like, Monday a shot in one butt cheek, Tuesday a shot in the other butt cheek. And then you, in the afternoon, you do um, a tracer dose of radiation pill. Then you do, well, if you're doing the actual uh, radiation, you do like a whole hour long scan. Then you do the full radiation pill. So it's a whole, it's not just like a one day thing. Yeah, it's a it's whole It's not process. you go in and get a scan. And so I just told my boss, I was, like, so worried about, like, oh, he's going to be so frustrated that, like, I might have to take all this time off. And, you know, I, then that was part of, like, my trauma of, like, right. having worked in retail and no one can cover you. Right. <laughs> uh, especially as, like, a manager and, like, you know, it's struggling to get shifts covered for, like, appointments. Um, but I, you know, I was like, hey, this is a situation. Like, there's a chance I might have to do radiation. I don't know how long I'd have to be out because I wouldn't be around people. Um, I, I don't know. But this is the day it could happen. I have no other information. I won't know till the day of. And I was expecting like a frustration, and he just was like, "Paulina, are you okay?" My God,
0: what a nice guy! <laughs> He's the nicest. Um,
1: when great. you
0: when you see him next time, can you give him a hug for me? That's incredible. I, like I, I think when I first started, I was like, "He's so nice. I'm suspicious of it." <laughs> yeah, you're like,
1: okay, oh God, wait I'm until
0: nice I, wait until I tell you I need a mental day. Like, yes. let's wait for the backlash. Uh,
1: but I just was like, like shocked almost. That's like, awesome. Like, because you could tell he cared. It wasn't just like a, you know. Some people ask how you're doing, and they don't really. Well, actually and I give feel like shit.
0: sometimes when you have something going on and you have to take time off, um, with work, you know, you can tell that they're like, oh, okay. Well, I'm sorry, but yeah, you can tell that their wheels are like spinning, and they're like, oh, how am I going to figure out how yeah. to, you know, get this covered and what, and you yeah. know, employees am I going to contact? They're not really actually connecting, looking at you, being like, are no. are you over okay? The phone like, him, are but you I good? Could tell.
1: Like he. Cause he's in the bay, and so like that's awesome. Like I could tell, like he actually cared, and I was like, oh, <laughs> like I wasn't expecting that response at all. That's incredible. Like, which was great, but uh, yeah, just just doing like if you know that your employees have any health issues, like doing a little bit of research and seeing like what can you do to help, or like learning more about it. Like, yeah, hey, you know what? I read that like sometimes this can affect you in this way. Do you need help with that, or is there right. something I can do? I mean, little things like, like that. Is there something
0: that we can have, like, tool-wise inside, yeah. you know, your area that makes it just easier? Um, You know, maybe creating your space a little bit
1: larger and more open
0: for your know, yeah. walking or something like that. That's really cool.
1: Because a lot of times, if you are someone who has health issues, especially chronic health issues that aren't very visible, it's hard to ask for help. Yeah. Like, you don't want to be a And burden. you've mentioned
0: it before that you've gotten those comments of, like, you don't look sick enough. Oh, yeah. I, you know? Yeah. It's, Which is... Once again, I, I had to constantly remind people
1: when I, especially like when I was fresh out of surgery and like hadn't even done radiation yet. Um, they're like, "Why are you so tired?" And I'm like, really? "I have cancer." Yeah, like, You're just like I'm, I'm not literally bald, trying to like, survive. There's right different now? ways that this looks. It's not just one thing. Like you have no idea. Like I'm having hand tremors. I'm having insomnia. I have like just the craziest side effects because I'm on a pill for the rest of my life that affects. My internal body temperature, my heart rate, my blood pressure—like every part of my body is affected by this pill. That's insane. Yeah,
0: that's absolutely. But it's insane. the good cancer. It's the one they would choose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know if, if you, they could, if, if they I could. Was shopping for cancers, I
1: would get the thyroid. You know, you know, Black it's, Friday, you know, It's cancer easy, deals. half
0: off. Well, <laughs> I'm glad that you're doing well now, um, or moving towards hopefully. Um, always working on it. Always working on it. I mean, I guess we all are. I think, mean, yeah. I mean, um, but with that said, so if we were to give shout outs today, who would you give it to other than, I mean, who inspires you, supports you, your boss? Yes. <laughs> uh, you know, so so, who are the people that are inspiring you? How can we find these people? Um, if something does happen, how can they contact you? Like you saying you're available for the contact. Uh, if somebody is going through somebody or something like this or knows somebody that is struggling with um, cancer or any type of illness, how do they get in contact with you? How do they get into contact? I've seen on your page. That you have like the little LinkedIn, it has like a not LinkedIn, but it's a is oh, it like Lincoln? a LinkedIn bio? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it has all of the really cool different things that you've done. I found your podcast there, oh. <laughs> dope. And I've I have seen like a few connections there. Um, so who are we going to give a shout out to today?
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm inspired by like every guest. You guys, you guys always have everyone on here. Like, divas, great. Um, obviously, like you guys just had Brittany Raj. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. the OPB crew, the National Black British Association. Love yep. everything that's happening. Stellar fucking people. Um, I right now I'm wearing. Uh, At Women Invented Beer, Anna's beer. She's working on a documentary about women and beer. That's awesome. Great person to reach out to. Um, She's been through some things. Mm. (laughs) Also some medical uh, surgeries and stuff. Do we know timeline-wise when this is coming out? I know it's a... Project and process. I don't know where they're at in the process, but that's kind of the goal right now. Um, I know there's another newer podcast that Craft Breezy started. Do you even drink beer podcast? Mm. So like a lot of um, women of color in the beer industry, a lot of Latinas, which I'm like, yes. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Which a lot of people look at me and have no idea. I'm like, my name is Paulina Olivares. <laughs> I was like, we had to review your name for a couple times. So I yeah. know for sure. Um, I also have been really digging um, the Crafty Pint from Australia. They've okay. been doing these really interesting articles. They just had one about um, like burnout in the beer industry and how it's kind of a passion project yeah. for people. They like, you're working this thing you love and it just – you're putting in so much and what do you get out of it? Yep. They also had one about chronic illnesses and invisible illnesses. They had they followed someone that had ADHD, someone who had diabetes. I think there was another illness that someone had it, but like how it affects them in their day-to-day life working at a brewery and like what helps them and how it somehow like for some of them it can actually give them strengths in their positions, right? Like ADHD isn't constantly like I lost everything. It can also make you really creative and like you can I am fantastic at multitasking.
0: Don't get me off track, though, because then it's gone. <laughs> but and I'm sorry, once again, for the listeners and myself, who is that one?
1: Um, that is the Crafty Pint um, Got it. out of Australia. Uh, I think they're – I don't know if they're a publication. They do a few different things, but I've been seeing these really cool articles they've been putting out. Okay. Um, they're on Instagram. Uh, but it's been really interesting, really cool little facets of the industry we're not really talking about. I mean, like today. Yeah. I um, people uh, – there are plenty of us out here that are going through cancer treatment or other – chronic illnesses in the beer industry and you probably have no idea yeah and
0: they're still functioning and getting beer to your place to your hand so that's awesome and all of those people will be um let's go ahead and make sure that they are in our bio so that way uh people can contact them um okay so if you can give a homework assignment an opportunity to challenge our listeners to engage support and think about topics that we are discussing today Other than them going and visiting those people. Yeah. (laughs) Is there anyone else or anywhere else that you would uh, want them to kind of deep dive on?
1: Um, I mean, I think one of the first episodes you guys did was with like Weave, Safe Night Out, Mm -hmm. doing bystander training. Um, I know there's another one that's, if you're outside of the Sacramento area, Safe Bars Pact Initiative. They're also doing bystander training. I think that's a really important part of the industry. Um, It gives employees education and uh, empowerment to step into situations they might not be comfortable in Mm -hmm. they know that they have options because i mean we we see harassment with customers and and employees in these situations and so sometimes you don't know what to do so and you you don't know that you
0: and you don't know that you can say something because we were always told customer service yeah customer's always right yeah you know and and if we're learning underneath people then, you know, that harassment is just part of you learning and growing in the industry.
1: Yeah. And I'm one of those people where, like, if something happens to me, sometimes, I mean, sometimes I'll get a little nasty. Um, Sometimes <laughs> I'm just like, know. whatever, I'm not dealing with this. But if I see it happen to someone else, then I get in a very protective, yeah. like, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I think that also, like, having that training can help you, like, speak up for yourself in situations. Because we had a guy when I worked at Total Wine that was like sexual harasser just with all mm. kinds of comments and I'm Ew. just like shut up like don't talk to me you know I, that's Ew. where I was with him right. wasn't even and then we had like a new cashier and he made some comment to her and I was like absolutely not no yeah good for you um but of course, nothing ever happened when I reported him, so that was fun.
0: That's sad. <laughs> but that's just really like, sad. I just like maybe that's that's another thing to shout out to the employers is make sure you do something. Well, that's Reprend- I think that goes in with
1: the code of conduct. Of Absolutely, like, so people know that they can stand up for themselves and not get in trouble for it.
0: Yeah, I think this year we were discussing um the code of conduct, and um, when we were discussing it, uh, I'm I'm pretty new to the CEC. Um, but I, I listened to the previous and I remember hearing like having a code of conduct, even for like your customer. Once again, yeah. I come from customer service and, um, and, and medical. So we take care of people yeah. and they are right. You take care of them. And, uh, and hearing about the code of conduct, I was like, we could tell our customers what we expect when they come in.
1: I've seen it at hospitals now. Like, they have posters up. Like, we will Good. not put up with verbal harassment. I'm like, yes, because Good. nurses, healthcare workers are oh, abused yeah. by Security patients. Security
0: in there. I have heard some stories. I've seen some things. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I mean, you've spent some I've time was, in there. I was just
1: in the ER over the weekend uh, for my <laughs> asthma. Okay. Not, uh, nothing okay, crazy. Okay. You're I okay, just, though? I just couldn't <laughs> breathe. Nobody's ever died from that
0: No, not a single time. <laughs> not a single time. <laughs> Fine. Um, but it's good to know that you are also dying of asthma.
1: I'm assuming it's the allergy. It was the rain, right? I don't So, I've had this weird thing for like a month where like okay. I thought I was getting bronchitis and then like I never got fully sick, but I was having this weird like pain when I took deep breaths. Hmm. So I just, you know, just don't take deep breaths and you're fine. Okay. Um, healthy. Yeah, no, I went to the doctor and they were like, "Oh, just take your inhaler." Then I got another inhaler. And then I was told to take Mucinex. And then I was just like on Sunday it's like laying in bed and like I'm having trouble breathing, and I'm just laying down.
0: That's so. Nicho. Then I was
1: like, "Okay, fine. I'll call the advice nurse." And of course, they're like, "Go to the emergency room." Like, okay.
0: And so, when you were there, what did you see?
1: Um, I saw I saw a poster up, like, we will not put up with this. Like, that's awesome. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's pretty vague, but at least they have something to go off of. Like, if someone starts yelling at. Well, I've seen and a lot of
0: some of the issues out there is like in a hospital. So, and I get it. There's a high stress situation. high stress, you're in high pain. emotions. Either you or a loved one, you're worried, yeah. you're concerned, or you're hurting. So, I totally get it. But like, you see some out of pocket shit.
1: Oh yeah, I saw. Well, one time it was just. I don't even think he was trying to get treated. I think it was just like a homeless guy that was kind of
0: there mentally, not right?
1: Right, and he was like yelling at the receptionist Mm -hmm. and the security guard was just watching and he looked like he was ready to like jump over the desk. And so she kind of was just trying to get herself in like a safe corner. Oh my gosh. And I'm just like watching this like, oh my God, what's going to happen? And the guy finally leaves and she was so mad at the security guard for like, what are you doing here? Like, what is your
0: job? Okay. And also we should go back and train her self-defense. Do not put yourself in a corner. She just,
1: I think she was just trying to get like, right. behind a barrier, so she right. couldn't. He had something in his hand, so like if he wanted to hit her, like she was, I... it was just like I can't do. Like I'm waiting in the emergency room. Like I'm not. You I also can't, can't take deep She's breaths like,
0: or move yeah, yeah. fast at that moment. Um,
1: but yeah, it's just like the fact that healthcare. I mean, every every profession needs just a general like if you can't have an in depth like hey you can't do this keep it big. a general. Vague is good.
0: Vague is means I can let you know when you're out of pocket anytime. The same thing for the lovely people that come to visit us inside a tap room. Um, Although we love to share a beer with them, but sometimes a few too many beers is happening. Um, And so it's really cool to have that code of conduct. But you're very right. Where when you discussed when standing up for others around you helped you finally find your voice. Yeah. So I love that. I love that. all right. So, um, final thoughts, um, we can find you, we will have those people that you discussed. Um, so that way we can find all of those great lovely people and especially some of that right up from Australia. Um, you can find Paulina uh, on Instagram at Ola Paulina. We want to share your stories and hear the voice of the people. To drive change in the industry, your stories and truths happening in the craft industry need to be heard. Reach out and let us know if you've got something to share. To learn more about the CEC and who's involved, visit us on Instagram at craftequity.co and our website, www.craftequitycollective.org. This podcast was brought to you by We Are Sacramento. Cheers.